What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome to the GX Hockey Cast, episode two. And oh my god, we have a trade. A trade so big, I had to make an episode today to talk about it. I wasn't going to do an episode until after the free agency frenzy, but enough news has come out, enough stories have come out that I feel it is justified to do an episode about it. So if you've been under a rock, over the last uh, 12 hours or so, there was a trade that happened last night of the rumored Matt Murray, whose name has been thrown around out there for the last little bit and had a strong, strong connection to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Made me sweat just a little bit every time I heard that. Um, it happened, folks. It actually happened. Uh, Matt Murray is now officially a Toronto Maple Leaf. I uh, would love to welcome him here to uh, the Toronto family. And um, I really, really hope it's a good one. I hope it's a good fit for you, my man. Um, so let's try and break this deal down a little bit. So if you hadn't heard, um, Matt Murray actually uh, declined a trade to go to Buffalo. There was a deal in place between the Buffalo Sabres and the Ottawa Senators to send Matt Murray there. He uh, decided to decline that offer. He didn't want to go play for the Buffalo Sabres. I understand why. Um, it's not a team in a position to be winning right now or possibly for the next few years. Uh, the future does look a bit brighter over there in Buffalo over the last 10 years, but I don't know how much that's actually saying. Um, but um, after that one got nixed, uh, Toronto's name just kept popping up more and more. Uh, people were like very convinced that this was happening, and boom, it happens. So the official trade being Matt Murray traded to the Leafs. The Leafs also receive a third and a seventh round pick, and the Ottawa Senators retain 25% of Matt Murray's contract, and in return, the Ottawa Senators receive future considerations. Future considerations, there was no details about what that is. Uh, a lot of the time that is never released, and a good portion of the time uh, actually leads to absolutely nothing. Uh, Ottawa may end up not getting anything. They may get a seventh. They may get a sixth. We don't know yet. All we know, it's not. it was a very small price to... Um, pay otherwise uh other than the the salary cap that the toronto may police are now acquiring so with the 25 percent retention i believe his salary is now at a 4.75 uh somewhere in that range he was making 6.25 in ottawa i remember when ottawa got him and i was actually really upset um, at that time because I actually really wanted the Maple Leafs to go after Matt Murray at that time. I think that was 2020 when Matt Murray uh, left the Penguins. And after I saw that deal get signed, I was a lot less into Matt Murray. I was like, okay, no way this guy is worth $6 million. Um, I believe it was a four or five year deal. It was big. And so big, in fact, that like it scared me away from Matt Murray. I'm like, okay, well, if that's what he's worth, I don't think we, we would want to do a deal like that with Matt Murray. Um, a little backstory behind Matt Murray. You know, the guy came in, uh, young goaltender for the Pittsburgh Penguins, ended up 
stealing the job from Marc-Andre Fleury and ended up winning two Stanley Cups in 2016-2017 with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And he was a large part of that team winning. He was the main goaltender for both of those runs, more so on the first run. The second run, it was a little more split between Fleury, but they were so confident in this goalie, they let Fleury go. And uh, yeah, man, they, they did the Murray thing and then Jari stole his job. You know, Penguins have just been had all these goaltenders didn't know what to do with them all Matt Murray goes to Ottawa and he gets to Ottawa and it was a fucking disaster from day one man day one it just did not work at all with the Senators and Matt Murray um he kind of lost his job to the other goaltenders there in Ottawa Gustafson and Forsberg I do believe uh he had a, a conditioning stint down with the Belleville uh Senators I don't know what the hell they're called but um yeah, he played a stint down there, and when he came back up, his record wasn't good. He was an, uh, you know, he wasn't winning games. Ottawa wasn't a very good team last season, but he was playing pretty decently. He had a 9-12 save percentage, and honest to God, man, if Matt Murray can come in here, give us that kind of goaltending, you know, I, I can almost guarantee that his record will be better than what he had with the Ottawa Senators. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are a much better constructed team than the Ottawa Senators are at this point. Um, so... I'm optimistic yet extremely scared about this trade. Um, there's still two more years on it. Uh, Matt Murray has had a pretty rough last few years here. Um, definitely had a confidence issue, lost a lot of his confidence there after coming off those Stanley Cup wins with Pittsburgh and it really just being a disaster for him here in Ottawa. Uh, I, I find it a little weird that he would want to come to Toronto. Uh, excuse me. But we do know there is a connection between Matt Murray and goddamn Kyle Dubas. I do believe that Matt Murray did play at a point in his career for the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, which if you don't know, uh, Dubas was the GM of that team. And since he's become GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, he's been acquiring a lot of Greyhounds, okay? He likes his Greyhounds. He likes to work with guys that he knows, maybe through a system that he's comfortable with and maybe knows what kind of people are going to be coming out of there. Um, again, here we are again. We got another Greyhound on the team. Now, how how do we feel about this overall? Um, I can definitely tell there's a lot of people pretty worried about this, and understandably so, because uh, the importance of Matt Murray's performance this year is literally the... It's the tilting point of success this year and quite possibly us missing the playoffs. Honest to God, if um, there's still some free agent goaltenders out there, uh, I'm hoping that the Leafs can hopefully acquire one of those guys. I am looking at you, Braden Holpe. Will you please come sign with us and be a decent backup goalie for us for a, for a decent price, please? I think that would be a really good option. Uh, a lot of people believe that Holpe will be going to back to Washington. But, um, you know, I'm holding out hope that uh, Holt Beast will come and play for Toronto. I think that would be a really cool thing. Uh, Martin Jones is also out there. Uh, I don't think I really want that one that much. Uh, yeah, but there are still some backup goaltending options out there. The problem was uh, there was definitely a lack of start starting goaltenders out there in the market available. Uh, I guess it's not working out here with Jack Campbell. I guess their their negotiations aren't going well. They're not agreeing on money. 
Um, honest to God, if they could have gotten Jack to agree to a 4.75 deal for like three years, I would have 100% been cool with that. I think that's uh, it's a little high, um, but uh, he deserves it. And honest to God, I think I think it would have been the best for us to keep Jack Campbell. He was very very happy here. The fans loved him. The team loved him. He played his heart out for us. I just thought he was a great fit here. Um, rumor has it he's probably going to go to Edmonton. If that's the case, I wish the best for that guy. If you're stealing soup from me and you stole Hyman from me already, then Edmonton, you can you can go fuck yourself because you're stealing all my boys, okay? Um, so it doesn't look like it's going to work out here with Jack Campbell, especially now that we have the, the near $5 million salary on the books now for uh, Matt Murray. Uh, it's pretty safe to say that uh, Jack Campbell will not be a Toronto Maple Leaf next year. I'm very sad to to have to say that, but I, I'm so happy that he's here for that experience. I'm never gonna forget him. Uh, one of the one of the most just just heartwarming players I've ever seen in my life. Like, if you don't know Jack Campbell, man, like he's just what a great story it was for him. I wish him nothing but the best in his future endeavors, wherever he ends up. I hope he kills it. Uh, yeah. Other than that, uh, that was a huge trade. I'm 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 shocked it happened. Uh, no matter how many rumors I heard about, my uh, buddy Kyle told me about it last night. I was literally speechless for a little bit there. Uh, a little shocked that it actually happened. Uh, but here we are, y'all. We're, uh, we're going into the season with Matt Murray as quite possibly our starter. I'm thinking maybe best case on Ontario, we can get a 1A, 1B situation with Matt Murray and Braden Holpe. I would feel fairly confident in that. Uh, more confident than I would be if we're going in with Matt Murray Shalgren. Uh, Shalgren showed some some pretty good play last year, but I don't feel very comfortable with him in that backup role for a whole season. And if Matt Murray does get injured, uh, Shalgren in a full-time role would be a little alarming. Um, on top of that, uh, the Maple Leafs did an extensive... Um, physical with Matt Murray to make sure that everything was okay, that he wasn't uh, dealing with any extra injuries or lingering injuries. He passed the physical, so that's good. Um, I don't think we have to worry too, too much. Let's uh, knock on wood there for that one. Let's uh, no, hopefully not worry too much with injury problems with Matt Murray. Uh, the Mrazic injury problems were just out of control. Uh, Jack Campbell was battling uh, injury problems as well. So uh, we really could use a really healthy goaltending uh, situation this year. That would be absolutely excellent. Um, and other Leafs news, the Leafs did not qualify Andre Kasha or Ian Scott. Now, Ian Scott is a young, younger prospect goaltender. I guess it's not working out. I know the Leafs have a lot of names down there in their goaltending uh, situation. Ian Scott was one of the ones that I thought maybe would have made it out of there, but it uh, looks like he's not going to be coming back as a Toronto Maple Leaf in our system. And Andre Kasha, man, does not, doesn't look like we're going to be uh, re-signing him, which, is a, which sucks. Uh, I kind of understand it. He may have been asking for more money than they were willing to give him. He had a lot of injury problems, but when this guy was in the lineup, man, he was dynamite. He was a very effective player. He could he was literally a four-line player. He could put him in pretty much any situation. I believe he played some penalty kill. You could have put him on the power play. He was a very effective player. It was a, a great signing last season by Dubis. It was a very cost-effective deal. Uh, I think it was like a million bucks. It was very cheap. 
Um, it was a great run here. Uh, I've been a fan of Kasha for a while when he was playing with the Ducks. I've always expected him to be like a 20-30 goal scorer. Doesn't look like it's he's going to quite hit that hit that potential, but he's still a very solid player if, if someone can pick him up for a decent deal. Uh, I believe Dubis will be able to find, uh, hopefully, another Andre Kasha out there in free agency. Um, he's been pretty good at doing that. Uh, Peter Engvall was qualified so uh peter engvall more than likely will be staying with the toronto maple leafs and if you if if i was told that a year ago i would have been like what the hell but he had a hell of a year this year man he really stepped up um i still wish he would use that size that he has a little bit more he's a big giraffe of a man he's like six five six 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 ten if you count the neck alone uh he was effective man he played good on the penalty kill he had solid defensive numbers he looked much much more effective this year he was noticeable in a, in a good way this year so i'm happy to see that we're going to be bringing back Angval. and uh like i said earlier it looks like jack campbell is definitely not going to be re-signing with, with us and on top of that we're more than likely going to be losing Ilya mikhaev uh some of the asking prices i'm hearing out there upwards to five six million dollars for uh an abundance of years. I loved Mikheyev here. Um, those numbers are alarming. I definitely understand why the Leafs don't want to re-sign Mikheyev in those in those kind of numbers. Uh, he kind of just found his offensive game this season, and I feel like people are kind of overestimating how good of an offensive season he had. Now, when he came back from that initial injury, he has a lot of injury problems on top of this. Uh, He came back from that initial injury, and he was on fire. He was scoring literally every game, and then he really kind of petered off there. So I think his numbers are kind of held up from a really hot couple weeks that he had there. He looked incredible, man. He does does have that. He likes to drive the net. He's a little predictable in that way uh, with the moves that he does. You know, he kind of did the same thing over and over again with Toronto. Uh, He was very effective, cost-effective. Um, he had a good run here and now it's time to get paid and that's something that uh, here in Toronto they're not going to be able to do so again good luck Mikheyev I'm happy you got a soup Campbell deal here we're losing all the soup here in Toronto no more Jack Campbell soup and no soupy Mikheyev so that's a little dis- that's a little heartening disheartening but um, it is what it is. Uh, I believe in Dubis. He's going to be able to find some uh, pretty quality, uh, cheap signings out there in free agency, which fucking starts tomorrow. Uh, holy fuck. Uh, I'll be doing another podcast about it once kind of the dust settles from uh, the free agency fiasco. I'll talk more about it, and we'll talk more about the signings when they happen. Um, uh, some other, There's just one more piece of news I wanted to talk about with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that was the prospects that they drafted. Uh, now that the, the draft is over, a little bit more has come out about some of these prospects. So I'm just going to run down some of the guys and some of the things that I've been hearing about these guys. Uh, Frank Mitten was the first pick that they did. I believe he was in the second round, uh, possibly third round. Now, his projections are just a fourth liner, so I heard that this pick was a bit of a stretch. Kyle might have seen something in this guy that other people are not seeing right now. I'm not sure, but his early projections show him as being a fourth liner in the NHL. So there's that. Uh, Their next pick was Nick Maldenhauer. Um, I'm hearing that he's got good passing abilities. He's pretty physical. And his upside is the third line, third line player in the NHL. So him having higher projections than their previous pick is interesting, but we can only tell. Uh, after that, there's the goaltender Mil- uh, Middleby. Uh, this dude's huge. He is six foot six, 
And uh, he's a bit of an overager, but I'm hearing that this guy could potentially be a steal in this draft. Uh, again, we're not going to know for quite a while here, probably four or five years before we see this guy. Um, but he's tall, so that's awesome. Um, next, uh, it's Nikita Somebody. Um, he's a good skater. Needs work with his consistency, though. So uh, not, not much to say about that guy. You know, he's a fifth, sixth uh, round pick. Uh, and then their seventh round pick. Now, this one's a little interesting. Brandon uh, Lewowski, taken 218th in the draft, but some uh, hockey prospects had this guy listed at 88th. So um, he has some, he has apparently good goal scoring uh, skills. Uh, his only downside is that he's not a great skater. So that's why he definitely fell in the draft. Skating is a. Uh, is just so very, very important in the game today. But this guy potentially could be a good goal scorer here at uh, NHL level goal scorer. Could be a power play specialist here. Um, if this guy turns out to be a 20 goal scorer in the NHL and you get him in the seventh round, that's a fucking good pick right there. So just running down some of the some of the names there that uh, the Leafs drafted. Um, like I said, it's magic beans. We're not going to know until we know. Um, but I welcome these guys to the prospect pool. Some of them sound like they got some pretty good upside. I'm especially interested in the goaltender. Uh, I just want to talk about a couple things with the Flames. Uh, the Flames did qualify, uh, I'm going to get this name right, Shillington, uh, Mangiapani, and, of course, the big fish out there, Mr. Kachuk. Maddie Kachuk. So he's been qualified. They're not, none of these guys are officially signed yet. They've just been offered qualifying deals. So they're not going to be going out into free agency where anyone can have uh, a go at these guys. So they're going to have their opportunities to stay here in Calgary, which is, which is tight, which is tight. That's good to hear. Uh, still no news on the Johnny, Johnny Goudreau. Uh, he still hasn't signed a deal as of me recording this. Uh, reportedly, uh, Calgary Flames did offer him a eight-year deal, uh, reportedly worth $9.5 million per. Honest to God, I feel like that's a little bit low considering Johnny Goudreau put up 110, 115 points this season. And uh, dude's dynamic as fuck. He's like the face of the franchise. Very popular player. Very enjoyable person. Uh, Johnny Ham and Cheese, and uh, I don't know if that's enough money for him. It still sounds like he's going to test free agency and see what else is out there. But uh, teams are going to have to offer him over $10 million if they're going to pry him away from Calgary. Calgary has the benefit of giving him that extra eighth year that no other team can offer unless Calgary decides to trade his rights to somewhere, but I haven't heard anything about that. So uh, it's nice to see that Calgary has uh, did qualify uh, shy, uh Shillington and Mangiapane because uh, both of those guys had a hell of a year. Uh, Shillington especially stepped up pretty big on the blue line for him this year, uh, kind of stepping in that the Giordano role. And uh, Mangiapane is just one of the hardest working guys in the league. Uh, I know he didn't have the, the hottest of second halves of the season, but the guy's a warrior and he scored 30. He was He's a very solid player. I think they'll be able to sign him for a pretty respectable deal. Um, only time will tell, right? We're just going to have to find out. We're going to have to wait and see. Um, some other news around the league. Uh, Duncan Keith retires. 17 seasons in the NHL. Uh, one hell of a fucking career. I mean, what can you say about Duncan Keith, man? I know he didn't really have the greatest ending there, you know, with the Chicago kind of falling apart. He gets traded to Edmonton. Uh, kind of a questionable trade for, for that time frame. Uh, he did well in Edmonton, man. You know, he did what, what what was kind of expected out of him. He's an older player. 
and uh, he had a hell of a run. A Con Smythe winner in the playoffs, a multiple times Stanley Cup. I do believe he's won a uh, Norris for best defenseman in the league. If he didn't, I would be shocked on that one. Um, also underratedly one of the more dirty players in the league uh i i have seen my uh share of duncan Keith shenanigans i definitely recall the one time he faked falling down and like smacked a dude in the face with a stick and like everyone who saw that was like what the hell like dude come on you trying to fake it like and he's like oh it's just an accident bro it's like dude that was not an accident but regardless hell of a career for duncan keith uh, I think this guy's going into the Hall of Fame without question. He was even named a few years back to the top 100 players of all time. I don't know how much I actually agree with that one. Uh, I feel like there's a few players possibly better than Duncan Keith. He was an amazing defenseman, uh, without question. A hell of a funny personality. If you have not heard his um, Spittin' Chicklets interview, very cool. It was kind of the first time I ever heard like him open up. It was a very... Uh, a very good interview. I highly recommend you go check it out if you haven't already. Uh, so congratulations, Duncan Keith, on one hell of a career. Uh, some Philadelphia Flyers news. Uh, the Flyers are buying out uh, Oscar Lindblom. Uh, this was the player that was diagnosed with a rare uh, bone cancer. Um, the Flyers have decided to buy him out of his last year of his deal. I don't know what this means for him in his NHL career. I, I have a strong feeling that this guy's going to be able to find another place. He's still really young. I know he's been battling cancer, but he was able to come back and play NHL games. Uh, he's definitely taken a step back than what he was. I mean, obviously the guy is, has got bone cancer, but he's still a fighter. He's still here in the NHL, and I, I hope he finds uh, somewhere to play this season. Uh, some signings. Here we go. Okay, we got some signings here. Uh, okay, let's just start with this one. The Pittsburgh Penguins re-sign Ricard Raquel for six years, a total of $30 million, $6 million per season, annual average now. Um, so what does that mean? So does that mean that it sounds like Malkin is not going to be returning to the Pittsburgh Penguins? Uh, they just re-signed uh, Chris Letang for six mil. They're now re-signing uh, Ricard Raquel at six million dollars. I feel like that's a little bit high, honestly. I know he's a solid. He's a really solid player. I just feel like six million is a little bit high. Maybe around that four and a half mark would have been pretty, pretty damn uh, a really quality uh, amount of money for him. But he's a solid goal scorer. He plays a two-way game. Uh, but he definitely has some injury problems. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh uh, definitely not um, unaware of what it's like to have a team not at its at its 100% potential. But this year, man, if they don't get Malkin back and Crosby goes down for, like, more than a handful of games, it's going to be a pretty hard season for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They've done it before. Crosby's still the wizard, so I believe that if, as long as Crosby's here, man, I, I can't really knock them out, but um, who fucking knows where Malkin's going to end up? I have a funny feeling this guy's going to end up in Washington. Wouldn't that be fucking cool, man? If anyone would do it, if anyone's going to go from Pittsburgh and go join the Capitals, I can see it being Malkin. Can you imagine that? Malkin being being the center of, of Ovechkin? Oh my god. Like, if Backstrom's not going to be there for the season, maybe it happens. I don't know. It's just it's just something I think would be cool. Um, Valerie Nikushkin, Nikushkin gets an eight-year extension from the Colorado Avalanche. They're going for it. They're going to keep this kid. 
he gets a $6.125 million per season contract. Now, I feel like, again, that's maybe a little bit high. This guy, I know he had one. Hell, he definitely added uh, maybe a million or two on that contract after that insanely impressive um, Stanley Cup run. Uh, it was a hell of a run. But, you know, this guy, uh, what, three, four years ago, literally didn't score a single goal in a season when he played for Dallas. Now, that is a totally different situation. It's a totally different system. Um, Nikushkin has thrived here in, uh, excuse me, Colorado. Good lord. Getting the hiccups a little bit. But um, good for this kid, man. He definitely cashed in. He had a... You know, it's great to see these guys cashing in on their... They got one year left, and they just have a monster year, and they're getting paid. So hopefully this one works out for the Colorado Avalanche. He's a young player. Eight-year deals kind of scare the shit out of me. I feel like it's a little bit high. Uh, only time will tell. I hope this guy shuts me up, He he and he becomes a consistent 30-goal scorer. I think he can absolutely do that. He's a monster. He's big, strong, fast. He's got it all. It's just, uh, can he keep this up is all I'm asking. And then another extension out of Colorado, uh, Alexander Gorgiev signs a three-year extension uh, worth uh, three. It's a three-year extension at three point four million dollars per. I'm uh, again. This is getting becoming a theme again. I'm a little surprised he got that much money, um, considering how rough of a season he had last year. He's not a proven starting goaltender, though. Everyone in the league believes that this guy is a starting goaltender. Uh, he gets a he gets a prove me contract here. He gets the deal. He's going to be playing with the current Stanley Cup reigning uh, Stanley Cup champions in Colorado. So he's definitely going to have a good team in front of him. He had a good team in front of him there in New York, but um, I don't know. Maybe it was just the fact that he was frustrated that he doesn't get the time. Maybe he's one of those goaltenders that just needs to play like 60 games a season. So he's going to be getting in there. It looks like Colorado is going to go with uh, Gorgiev and Francis. All right, let's let's see what, how it goes, man. I mean, it worked with Kemper. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess they're kind of maybe in the same boat. I don't know. I still think that Kemper is a better goaltender. But, hey, it's nice to see that Gorgiev's finally going to get his chance. Didn't really see him going to Colorado, but here he is. Fucking, he's in Colorado. So that's, that's rock and roll, baby. Um... So there were a few uh, restricted free agents that weren't qualified. A couple names that kind of popped out at me that um, I was a little surprised. Now, mostly it being from the Ducks, they did not qualify Sonny Milano or Sam Steele. If you're a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, that Sam Steele one make, might make your uh, ears perk up a little bit because I believe that was a pick that the Anaheim Ducks made uh, with a Toronto Maple Leaf pick. Sam Steele was a Toronto Maple Leaf draft pick, but drafted by the Anaheim Ducks. I don't remember if that was a trade with Freddie Anderson, but the Ducks and the Leafs have made tons of trades in the past. Regardless, Sam Steele could have been a Maple Leaf, and maybe he can be now. Maybe this is a kid, he's a younger player, center, I believe. Uh, just didn't really seem to work out there in Anaheim. His development kind of stagnated, never really showed any flashes of what he can become and what he was projected to be. I remember a lot about this kid during uh, his draft year. I, I was I remember being quite surprised that they dropped so low in the draft, but here he is. He's kind of getting dumped off here by uh, the Ducks. They don't really see the potential in the kid anymore. Maybe a fresh start somewhere else will be great for him. Uh, 
Maybe he'll be a Leaf this time. Who knows? Uh, and then Sonny Milano also getting released. Uh, I thought that one's a little surprising to me, too, considering how much that uh, he and Trevor Zegers seem to gel together on a line. Uh, I don't really understand. I don't know if it was maybe, – maybe he's asking for a lot of money. I can't see him – getting more than like two or three million dollars he's he's kind of just a, a really good line mate for trevor zegris uh curious what trevor zegris is thinking right now it's like dude that was my boy like we were we were mucking it up there so i don't know if they're just trying to like make zegris calm down and maybe like i don't know nhlize his game more but i i think what he's doing right now is incredible like he's literally changing the, the way that players think and play the game especially when zegris is on the ice you see that guy go behind the net every you, you just watch everybody panic and uh he's definitely gotten into the head of some of the league with that uh with the michigan goal um uh moving on you got chicago uh not qualifying uh kubalik or dylan strom uh the strom one i guess because they don't want to pay him uh and Kubalik, you know, I thought uh, he had some pretty nice seasons there. I, I know last year wasn't exactly uh, an up year, for, uh, up year for him. It was actually quite a down year for him. But again, Chicago in general as a whole organization had a down year. So this guy could be a fine for someone in free agency here if they can get him maybe on a one-year contract, one-year show-me deal. A uh, million dollars or something like this could be another guy that you know maybe the Leafs go after like an Andre Kasha like hey we'll throw money at you we know you didn't have the best season but you come here you come play for a contender you show the league that you still got it and then boom you walk out the door from here and you go on and you make some extra millions you know it's a thing that happens all the time in hockey. Uh, and then Strom not getting re-signed kind of baffles me. A lot of things that Chicago are doing right now are kind of baffling me. You know, this is a guy that they could have easily traded somewhere for something. I, I don't know. It just seems like a complete waste. I don't. I think Chicago's kind of doing this rebuild in a really weird fucking way. But I guess, again, time will tell. Uh, as it's going right now, I think they're blowing it. But... If they, I, uh, this could also just be trying to f as tank as hard as possible for Connor Bedard because this prospect in this year's coming draft, this is the most hype prospect we've had since McDavid and Matthews. Like uh, Shane Wright had the hype, but this kid is like legitimately going to be a generational franchise player, and teams are gonna do some pretty wacky things to try and get this kid, and maybe that's what Chicago's doing right here. So. Alrighty then. Uh, if you're a Chicago Blackhawks Black Blackhawks Blackhawks fan, uh, gear up for a rough one, my friends. Um, yeah, that's shitty. Uh, after that, the Penguins uh, did not qualify Danton Heinen. Uh, Penguins fans apparently are a little bit baffled by this one. I guess I am too. Danton Heinen's a pretty solid player, but uh, it sounds like you know Penguins are dealing with a bit of a cap issue right now uh maybe they really are still trying to get malkin in under there uh dan heinen was he's kind of bounced around the league uh it didn't really work out amazingly for him and uh, you know I, th I thought he was a decent bruin that kind of hurts me to say because i hate the bruins so goddamn much but um yeah you know i don't think this guy is gonna have a problem finding a home somewhere he's a pretty solid two-way uh middle six bottom six kind of player yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll become a Leaf. I'll just say that about anybody at this point because the Leafs need some fucking... They need some uh, holes filled up. There's some There's some holes in this roster, and we need fill-ins. Uh, after that, 
We got Evander Kane. Appears to be he's going to go uh, to free agency. Doesn't look like. Now, it's not done yet. We There's still time. But uh, Edmonton doesn't appear to be... Uh, re-signing Evander Kane. It looks like he's going to go test the market. I think he's going to want to try and just get as much money as he can at this point in his career, considering he's like $30 million in debt. This guy needs the cash. Uh, I think he's just going to go for the cash. Uh, I don't know how much winning and all that kind of thing really matters to him right now, when right now you just kind of need to get yourself out of the hole. And uh, the dude is a fucking good player, man. I can't deny it. He may be a piece of shit. He may be not a cool dude. People don't seem to like this guy, but I cannot deny this dude is a fucking good hockey player. He lit it up in Edmonton. He absolutely destroyed. He he paired very well with McDavid. I'm a little surprised. Well, not I'm not even going to say a little surprised. I'm not actually all that surprised at all. I understand what what his decision making is, but uh I guess Edmonton uh, couldn't convince him to stay. That's a shame. You know, it's uh that was a, a player that they really could have used. You know, he's gritty, he's mean, he can hit, he can score, he can kind of do everything. Uh, and fantasy hockey, the dude is an absolute unit. Um, yeah, man, uh, go on for Vander Kane. I don't know where he's going to go. Uh, maybe I'll do some predictions here. If I, if I had to say uh, who's got a lot of money, let's go fucking Seattle. I can see this guy signing Seattle. Seattle has all the money in the world to sign this guy. Why not go to Seattle? Seattle needs scoring desperately. And Evander Kane is good for like 25, 30 goals. Uh, maybe a, a little lower end just because um, Seattle is not that good of a team right now. But uh, they're looking to spend. So, Evander Kane, you want some goals? This guy will score you goals. But seriously, though, if he stayed in Edmonton, I think the guy easily could have scored 40-plus goals with McDavid as his line mate. I don't think that would have been a problem at all. But I understand he wants the money. Uh, no problems with that. Okay, so that's pretty much all the major news. Other than that, I just want to talk about quickly some of the free agents that we look like we're going to be having here in free agency and um, just some questions that are still lingering. So... Obviously, Johnny Goudreau and Kachuk. So these two are big-ass names for Calgary right now. Calgary has a huge offseason for them right now. And, like, on top of Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Goudreau, they got Shillington, uh, Killington, no, yeah, Shillington, 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 I got it, and Mangiapane. So good luck, you guys. I doubt you're going to be able to keep Johnny Goudreau. It really sounds like he wants to go to, like, the Flyers or he wants to go to Jersey. I I really hope he could stay in Calgary and we can make it work. I love Johnny Ham and Cheese. That dude has been, you know, the man in Calgary for so long now. And they had such a good season between the both of them. 115 points for, for the goo and fucking 104 points for Matty Kachuk. I mean, I mean, like, these guys are 100-point players. Uh, they connect well with Lindholm and they're, as their center. It's going to be a really hard time for the GM, Brad Living in uh, Calgary. I do not envy you, my friend. Uh, good luck out there. Um, I hope Matty Kachuk doesn't hold out for too long. It's uh, almost a sure bet that this guy's going to hold out on them, which sucks dick. But uh, it's a it's a Kachuk family um, routine. Uh, his father did it in his NHL days. Brady did it to the Ottawa Senators last season. And Matty Kachuk is is more aggressive and uh, 
yeah, he's just more aggressive than Brady is. So I can 100% see that this dude is, is probably going to be a tough negotiation. So let's hope that Calgary can get at least that one done. And hopefully they can get uh, Shillington and Mangiapane uh, back on that team. Because those guys are hardworking guys. And I think they fit in well there in Calgary. Now the Malkin situation. Oh my god. Okay, so... I don't think this dude's coming back. Um, I know he wants to. The team wants him back. But I think the money is just not going to work. Uh, Malkin is a different kind of character, man. He's a different cat. He doesn't roll. He's not, he's not you know, a Canadian uh, do-gooder. He's not going to take a reduction in salary to go win another cup for the Pittsburgh Penguins by the looks of it. He's already won three. He's got nothing left to prove here. In the NHL, he could retire today and he would be a, a, a for sure Hall of Famer. This guy is ridiculously talented. Um, but where does he end up? Where do you guys think this guy ends up? Like, it's going to be absolutely so weird to see this guy in anything but but the Pittsburgh Penguins jersey. Is he going to be a fucking Bruin? Do you think this guy's going to go and be a Bruin? Like, Bergeron says he's going to resign. There's rumors out there that Krejci's coming back as well. I hate that. Fuck the Bruins. Um, if Malkin joins that team as well, okay, now all of a sudden I'm scared of the Bruins again. And I, I was hoping that this year was going to start being the downfall of the Bruins, but let's say they sign Malkin, they get Bergeron back. Bergeron's probably going to sign for a nickel because he's Bergeron. He's just the fucking greatest human being to ever walk the planet. And he just destroys my every good moment in Toronto Maple Leaf history, and he just has to ruin everything. But, you know, if, if that's if that's what ends up happening, they get Krejci back as well. Fucking Bruins are, I, I'd say, they'd damn near be contenders. I know they're going to be down Marchand at the beginning of the season. That's a huge blow, and I believe McAvoy as well. But, uh, yeah, if they got a triple threat combo like that, you I mean, look the fuck out. Uh, other destinations, I've always been hearing his name around the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, man, can you imagine Malkin... In a Montreal Canadiens jersey. Jesus Christ, that would be really freaking weird, man. I don't know about that one. Uh, other places I can see them, you know, because Vegas is always in on Big Fish, could you imagine? I, just, I don't think there's any way they can make the salary cap work in their favor for that one. Who even knows how much Malkin wants? Like, is this guy going to be looking for an $8, 9000000 million uh, annual salary? Like, is he going to be still looking for that kind of money? Uh, he's had injury problems in the past. We know the dude is an absolute stud. If he gets the opportunity to be, you know, the number one center somewhere, which, you know, pretty much everywhere in the league except for Pittsburgh, he would be the number one center. Uh, and we all know what happens when Malkin is 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 the main man in Pittsburgh. When when Crosby goes down, Malkin dominates the league. Man, he takes his game to a whole nother level. Malkin is a big fish out there, man. He brings a ton of experience, three Stanley Cups. I mean, dude knows how to win. So uh, <laughs> I don't know who's going to get this dude, but I, I can't wait to find out who the hell he gets. Uh, there's still some goaltending out there. Not much. Uh, a couple names. You know, Braden Holpe is one out there that I'm kind of hoping the Leafs can pick up. As uh, Well, these are backup goalies, okay? Now, uh, starting goaltender, the market is dim. Very small market. Now, there's only two goalies out there that look like they're going to free agency, and that is um, Jack Campbell and uh, Darcy Kemper. So, Kemper coming off of a Stanley Cup victory. I think this dude has every right to ask for a couple extra million than maybe he thought he was worth. He's probably going to get it somewhere. 
Um, I'm hearing Washington Capitals uh, out there are interested in Kemper. Uh, I can only imagine that Edmonton's probably going to take another swing at him. I know they swung and missed on him last year. Didn't get him. Uh, there's definitely a lot of teams out there that are still in need of a starting goaltender. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are no longer in that boat. So no Kemper coming for us. We're saying goodbye to Jack Campbell. I'm so sad. Now, where is Campbell going to end up? Campbell could go, he can go to New Jersey, man. I, I keep hearing Edmonton. Edmonton sounds like that's where he's going to go. All I know, man, is wherever he goes, I want him to get paid. I He deserves it. And I want the fans, wherever he goes, you make sure you continue that soup chant for him. And you treat him, you treat him like the angel that he is. I love you, Soupy. You deserve it. I'm happy that you were able to find your game again here in Toronto. It was a pleasure to have you here. And I thank you for your service. And uh, I'm sorry we couldn't go further with you, man. I mean... You know, maybe we'll see you again down the road someday. Uh, but some other goaltenders that are out there in the backup role from by the look of it. I don't know, Braden Holtby kind of seems like that tweener situation. Uh, he had a really good run there with Dallas. He just got hurt. So, uh, But Dallas doesn't need him anymore. They got, um, what's his name? Oh, what's that young kid's name? Jake Ottinger, man. I mean, that kid looks special. The kid looks special. I'll talk about that in a second here. Um, other goaltenders, uh, Yaroslav Halak, who had a, an atro atrocious season there in Vancouver, uh, did not play very well at all. But, you know, just a couple years ago, he was killing it in New York uh, in the Islander system. So maybe there's still something there. I can I can see this guy getting picked up somewhere. Uh, Thomas Grice is out there. I believe he's coming off of a contract with Detroit where he played terribly or... Uh, yeah, you know, he's never been that great of a goaltender. Again, he was able to kind of bring his game back when he was with the Islanders in that amazing defensive system where they can make any goaltender look money. Uh, don't know how how much gas that Thomas Grice has, but I'm sure a team will be happy to sign him. And then last but not least, we got Martin Jones. Yes, Martin Jones, that Martin Jones, the Martin Jones that hasn't really been able to keep a save percentage above 900 for quite a few years now. Uh, he had a run there with, I think it was LA. He was there and had a really fucking good run. He played for San Jose for a while there. He looked good at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, the dude just could not could not play for the life of him. Now, is that a, a detriment to uh, the defensive systems there in San Jose? He moves the Flyers. I laughed out loud when I saw that he was going to become a flyer. I'm like, oh my god, that save percentage is never going to get over a 900. And he actually had some. He was he played pretty okay there for 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 what it was for what that team was in in in, in Philadelphia. He didn't do that bad. He didn't do good, but he didn't do that bad. Okay, so let's see if he finds a home somewhere. I imagine he will. Um, Nazem Kadri, Nazim the Dream. Oh, baby. What a fucking season this guy had. Um, what can I say? The dude put up 87 points, career highs in, well, in points. He had more goals there in uh, Toronto. He had a couple 30-goal-plus seasons there. Not a big deal. Uh, but he did 87 points in 71 games, 31 years old. Now, if I was a GM, I would not be signing this guy to anything longer in, like, four years. Uh, but Kadri definitely is going to be cashing in here. He is a center. Uh, is this guy a number one center in the league? Oh, I don't know. After that season, after this season that he just had, it definitely looks like he is. But um, when he was a when he was a Toronto Maple Leaf man, that guy was you know a godly 
third line center. Like he's definitely better than a third line. But if you this guy, if he was a third line center, uh, you got a Stanley Cup contender. But I mean, he was that in the Toronto Maple Leafs, and it didn't work out. But it is what it is. Um, yeah, man, this guy can go anywhere. Uh, I, I, I hear. Uh, 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 I hear that he could definitely be going to Seattle. Uh, Seattle has a lot of money to spend. Uh, they claim they're going to be big spenders in this free agency market. What do they need most? They need some goal scoring. Kadri, Goudreau, who knows which one of these guys they might be able to get. I feel like they're going to be able to score at least two big fish in this free agency. So who knows? Kadri could very well be a Seattle Kraken. He could be a Montreal Canadian. Uh, that was his home uh, team that he grew up watching. I knew he grew up in London. Uh, but he was a Habs fan, y'all. He was a Habs fan. So if this guy is putting on a Habs jersey this summer, it's going to break my heart a little bit. If he puts on a Bruins jersey, it's going to break my heart even more. Uh, I don't even know if he would want to be a Bruin if that if that opportunity came to him. Uh, but if I, I, I don't want to see him in either of those two jerseys. Please and thank you, Kadri. I, I just don't want to have to to deal with you uh, on a regular basis throughout the season so please don't sign with those two teams but go out there and score some cash my friend you deserve it um another guy another couple guys out of colorado it looks like andre burakoski is not going to be re-signing with them looks like he's going to be going out to free agency solid player man he's a very good player like 50 point kind of guy good second line uh, third, second line player can definitely pop up there in first line, but you wouldn't want him there all year from, you know, I, I don't know him very well, but that's just my opinion on him. So it doesn't look like, uh, he's going to be sticking around with the Colorado avalanche. Uh, Darren, Nick, Nico Sturm, Darren Helm, uh, don't have contracts. Uh, Josh Manson. Don't know if that guy's going to get a contract. That dude was deadly. I wanted him so bad for the Toronto Maple Leafs at the trade deadline. That was the defenseman I wanted him to go out and get. They got Giordano. He was great. He's still with us. And he signed an extremely team-friendly deal. So I'm not mad at them going out and getting Giordano. But you look at what uh, Manson did for the Colorado Avalanche in that playoff run. That dude was fucking awesome. Blocking shots just... Big fucking hits. He scored some big goals. He didn't put up the most points, but he was extremely effective and noticeable out there. Like, very, very noticeable. And on top of that, uh, Colorado's got to try and figure out the Nathan McKinnon contract. So, yeah, I know Nathan Nathan said he was going to take a sweetheart deal, but, like, d dude, you got to get some money, right? Like, you can't you can't be... I can see him taking, like, maybe a nine, $9.5, $10 million, which is a lot of money, but it's Nathan McKinnon. That is a deal. That's still a deal. Uh, I could definitely see him following in the, the footsteps of... Sidney Crosby and taking a team-friendly deal for for the sake of championships. Uh, McKinnon loves to win, and uh, winning now that he finally won, he's gotten that taste. I think he definitely wants some more of that. So, yeah, um, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's got a big one out there. They they already got rid of McDonough as a cap dump, uh, but they also have Andre Pilat. And uh, Tampa Bay fans are going to tell you they probably they absolutely love this guy. Um, Again and again and again this this playoff series. That guy just dropped my jaw. Like, he scored the most clutch goals. Like, almost every single clutch goal was this guy. Numerous game-winning goals, overtime goals, lots of points, underrated. I mean, this guy's a stud. Like, every single year this guy has been... He's been a Tampa Bay Lightning for a long, long time. Um... 
I feel like they're trying their best. They're going to try and do everything in their power to get this guy re-signed, but I don't know if they're going to be able to do it, man. I just don't know. Um, I'm fully confident that Tampa is uh, going to find another young random guy that probably no one's ever heard of before in their prospect lineup, and he's going to come up and he's going to replace Palat like like he was never there. So... Andre Palat goes out to free agency. That's a pretty big fish. This is a battler. This is a playoff dominating kind of player. Like, this is a great player for someone. Now, what kind of money is this guy looking for? Um, I think he's coming off of something like a five-ish million dollar per year uh, kind of contract. I can see him maybe getting a slight raise out of that. Maybe like six million dollars. The guy is 31 though, so I don't know. He's definitely had a lot of hard miles on him. That's three Stanley Cup finals in a row. Um, so I don't know how much longer this guy is going to have uh, You know, a very solid career before it, the, the drop-off starts to happen. It could very well happen this very season who knows the guy has played his heart out um if this is it for him in tampa bay i think the dude is a legend forever in tampa bay after all those amazing goals that he scored for them in those cup runs uh the rangers the rangers uh, appear to be letting go ryan strome and andrew cop andrew cop was a um a trade deadline acquisition uh, dude was awesome. I really am a fan of Andrew Kopp. Uh, I was a little bit surprised to see him go out of Winnipeg. Uh, he's a very versatile player, center. He can play wing. He can play. He's got offensive upside. He's physical. He's defensive. Uh, he's a total package. And whoever signs him, as long as you get him at a respectable you know, cap hit, which is uh, not exactly always a possibility when you go to free agency... Uh, especially with a player like Andrew Kopp, who's so versatile. I feel like there's probably going to be a lot of teams interested in this guy. A bidding war is probably going to ensue on him, and he's going to make a little bit more than maybe he's worth, but I feel like whoever gets him is going to be pretty satisfied with this player. Now, on the other side, Ryan Strom. Now, Ryan Strom has been uh, the topic of a lot of conversation in uh, the reported amount of money that he wants is in in accession of seven-plus million dollars. Uh, he is a center. Uh, he put up around 50-ish points, over 20 goals. Now, do you think that's a $7 million-plus player? Well, let me tell you something. Uh, according to NHL, uh, right around now, that is about how much a second line-ish center putting up around 50 to 60 points is getting around now these days. Centers are worth a lot. Centers are worth a lot. And if this guy was, you know, if say Ryan Strom put up 87 points this year and was a bonafide first liner, he, you can be looking at an excess of, of $9 million potentially. That uh, Centers are just that important. Um... Now, this is the one out there I'm going to put the red flag on. Uh, whoever signs this guy, if you're signing him for $7 million, uh, I think you're making a mistake. Uh, Strom, you go out there and prove me wrong. I don't know where this guy's going to end up. Um, this could be a guy, again, like I'm going to throw Seattle out there. If Seattle maybe can't get those big fish that are out there, which I can understand that maybe... A player like Malkin wouldn't really want to go to Seattle. Like, why would I want to go there? We're not contending for anything. I feel like Malkin would want... He wants best of both worlds. He wants to get paid, and he wants to compete for a cup. Maybe he doesn't believe that Pittsburgh's in that anymore. I don't know. But I, I really want him to go to Washington. I just think that would be so key. Um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, with with Strom, that's the one out there. I think he's going to get overpaid, and I think the team that overpays him is, uh, I think it's going to hurt him. So there's that. Uh, John Klingberg, we got a defenseman out here. Now, it seems like Dallas is not going to be resigning this guy. Uh, he wants a lot of money. He wants a lot of years. Uh, he's looking for that seven to eight year kind of contract, probably in and around six to seven ish million dollars. Maybe that cap hit goes down a little bit if if someone's willing to give him that seven year. But um, I I, I believe this guy is like I think he's thirty one. Let me just try and check here if I can see how old this dude is. I don't think he's okay. He's twenty nine. Twenty nine years old. So there's still. Uh, this guy could definitely provide you with some more good years. I could say you could probably get a solid four years out of this guy of solid offensive production. He's always produced well in uh, the offensive side of the defensive game. Uh, this season, he had 47 points, six goals, 41 assists, and 74 games. That's pretty damn good for uh, for a defenseman. Uh, I don't know how great he is on the defensive side. I don't hear compliments about his defensive game. All I know is the dude can make a sick breakout pass, and he's got a pretty good shot, and he's pretty pretty effective on the power play. Um, so there's definitely going to be teams out there that are interested in him. I can see Montreal going after a guy like this. This is They're definitely weak on that blue line. Uh, if I had to say, I think this guy's going to go to Montreal uh, if, he, if he makes it to free agency here. Uh, I think it'd be a pretty good pickup for Montreal. You know, they got if they got the cap space, which I believe they definitely do, with uh, the trading of, of Shea Weber and if Carey Price isn't coming back, that's ten million dollars freed up. Uh, yeah, man, that's uh, that one. I think is uh, I think it'll be good as long as you can get, like if you're gonna sign this guy for seven years and you can get that down to like five five point five million, I think I'd be all right with that. Um, if you sign that with the Toronto Maple Leafs, so I'd be all right with that. Not so much, but um. Yeah, because we we just we just don't need a defenseman like him. We need a big mean motherfucker. Uh, but anyway, uh, John Klingberg, you know, great defenseman out there. Probably one of the better, if not the best, defenseman out there in the free agency market. Um, okay, so the Carolina Hurricanes have a couple. Uh, you got Vincent Trocheck and Nino Niederreiter. Now, as far as I know, these guys. Uh, Carolina is looking to try and re-sign them. It doesn't look like it's going very well, so it's potentially that one of, if not both of these guys, are going to be hitting free agency. If they had to sign one, oh, fuck, that's hard. I'm just, it's really tough. Like, Vinny Trocek is such a stud. He's a very solid second-line physical goal scoring kind of center 50 60 point guy you know I, I loved him when he played for Florida I was shocked to see him get traded out of Florida I don't know what was going on I know he had some injuries but dude's a stud and then there's Nino Niederreiter who like uh, he kind of wasn't so great in Minnesota but then he like got here in Carolina and he's like really kind of adapted his game he's more two-way style but he still puts up points and when the dude gets hot he gets really hot like Nino man like you got to beware the Nino um, if they could resign one, you know, Nino being 20, uh, 29, Trocek's only 28. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. Um, I'd go Nino, I guess. I, I think I'd go Nino. I know how important centers are, but I don't know. Nino's just been really effective there. I just find, I feel like he's a really good fit there. Uh, we already talked about Evander Kane, so the next one here is Claude Giroux. What is Claude Giroux gonna do? Now, I'm hearing some really fucking weird shit that, that somehow Tampa Bay is going to get this guy on their roster. Somehow the Bruins are gonna get this guy on, on the roster. Now, 
Giroux has been a phenomenal player his whole career, and he's never won a Stanley Cup. Now, what do you think is more important to Claude Giroux at this point in his career? Uh, Dude's made a shitload of money. He signed a big contract in Philadelphia. He made a bunch of money there. Uh, I can only imagine he's made extra money on the side and sponsorships and stocks and whatever the guy's doing. I, I feel like he's definitely loaded up on the cash. I think he, at this point, really wants that Stanley Cup. That's why he went to Florida. It uh, doesn't seem like he's going to re-sign in Florida. Um, and there's a... Oh, my. Okay. I just read that. Uh, so, a lot of people think he's going go to go to the Senators. Why? Well, Giroux, if you don't understand, his last name is pretty... F- en Francais. Uh, he's from Ottawa. He's from the Ottawa area. So, it's only uh, fair to say that uh, Ottawa Senator fans believe that he's going to come and play for the Ottawa Senators. Does that make sense for Claude Giroux right now at his point in this career? He's 34 years old. I mean, he's... Who knows, right? Like, every NHL player is different. The drop-off for NHL players is usually around this time in their career. Giroux was a pretty hard-nosed player. Um, I'm happy he got out of Philadelphia. I always... He just When I picture Philadelphia, I just picture him. Uh, that orange beard, that orange wild hair, it just screams Philadelphia. Uh, I've always seen this dude in Montreal, man. I can see him going there. I can see him taking money or like a respectable deal. But does it make sense for him to go to a Montreal? No, not really, because they're absolutely in a full rebuild right now. I can't see them sniffing playoffs for the next little while unless another pandemic happens and and they and they're gonna let in all you know the t- top twenty six teams again. And Montreal squeaks in there at twenty six and goes on a cup run. Fuck sakes. Um, but no, I don't think it makes sense for him to sign in Montreal. I don't really think it makes all that much sense for him to sign right now in Ottawa. Um, I mean, they're looking good. Their, their prospects are coming around. They had a bit of a disappointing season last year. They didn't quite go. They didn't quite make that jump that they were thinking. Um, you know, Detroit is out there. They're looking for another center. Dylan Larkin still needs to be signed. Could he go there? I, I think Drew would look pretty fucking nice in a Detroit jersey. You know, that red with the red hair. Oh, I don't know, man. Uh, Drew, I think it's it's up to him where he goes. I want him to compete for a cup, though. I really want to see Claude Giroux lift a cup. I'm a big fan of Claude Giroux. Uh, the player, and I don't really care all that much about Philadelphia, but I've always been a fan of Claude Giroux, the player, and especially the rivalry between him and Sidney Crosby, and that one little moment there where people were actually convinced that Claude Giroux was the better player over Sidney Crosby, that debate ended after about a solid year, it didn't last very long, but dude, that Claude Giroux, when he, I think he put up 100 points, like twice now, he's a very good player, and wherever he goes, He's going to be extremely effective, without question. The guy was a captain for the longest time. Uh, yeah, man, it looks good. Looks good. I, I just want him to go and compete for a cup. Wherever it is, go compete for a cup. That's what I want out of him. Um, there's some big decisions here for the St. Louis Blues. They got David Perron uh, becoming an unrestricted free agent. He's 34 years old. Now, David Perron, man, he's been, he leaves St. Louis and he always ends up coming back. And it just seems like St. Louis and David Perron are a fit uh, made in heaven, man. He just works so good here in, uh, in the Blues uh, system. I don't know if this guy's going to be able to stay. 
Uh, he's up there. He had a $4 million uh, average contract. I think he's deserving of a little bit more than that. But when it comes to age, I have no idea what kind of money this guy's going to be looking at. If it's like a three-year deal, I can see something like maybe $6 million for like a three-year deal. Something like that, you know. He's a very good player. I think he's one of the more underrated players. The guy, um, uh, what do you have this year? He had uh, 47 playoff games with St. Louis, 38 points. 38 points. Hmm. Okay, well, I don't have his, uh, okay, let's just look up his stats really quick because I know he's just been, he's been having some seriously solid seasons. Okay, so this season in 67 games, 27 goals, 30 assists, 57 points. That's damn solid. The season prior, 56 games, 58 points. 71 games, 60 points. 57 games, 46 points. 70 games, 66 points. So this guy is just in and around, slightly under a point of game player. You can lock that up for like... $5.5, $6 $5.5, million, you got yourself a real solid player. And this guy battles too. He uh, he battles in the in the playoffs. He got really, really into it this year in the playoffs. I believe it was against Colorado. He did some really scary things to Nazim Kadri that I don't ever want to see you do again, Mr. Perong. Um, uh, there's also the possibility that uh, St. Louis does finally move on from Tarasenko. I don't know if that marriage has been uh, mended now because Tarasenko asked for a trade last season. He had a fucking banger of this of a season this year. I mean, he did quite damn well in 75 games, 34 goals, 48 assists, 82 points. Uh, it sounds like that's going to generate some interest around the league. So uh, we'll see if St. Louis does actually end up trading away Tarasenko this time. I know Boston was interested, so we'll see if they take a swing at him this time. And there's two names left. Two names left that I'm interested in. Uh, first name, Parnell Carl Subban. P.K. Subban. His contract's up in New Jersey. Finally, um, what's next for P.K., man? What is next for P.K.? He's 33 years old. He is absolutely not the P.K. that he used to be in Montreal and a little bit there in Nashville where he, he won a Norris. Uh, He was ripping goals. He was extremely popular and also hated at the same time. What's next for this guy? Uh, I can tell you for one thing, he ain't going to be making $9 million anymore. That's for fucking sure. Um, Yeah, P.K. Subban's career has kind of taken a downward spiral. He's had a lot of back injuries. Um, Yeah, man, once like... uh, His last season there in in Nashville wasn't very good. You know, he dropped down to 30 points in 63 games. And then he gets to New Jersey, 68 games, 18 points, only 7 goals. The next season, 44 games, only 5 goals, 19 points. uh, This just past season was his best one, question mark, in New Jersey. 77 games, 22 points. And all the while, he was a... a minus 21, minus 16, and a minus 8. Uh, New Jersey sucked during that whole tenure that he was there, but uh, he definitely was not the, the $9 million P.K. Subban that signed that contract. So where do we see P.K. Subban going? Now, I know what you guys are probably thinking. Oh, P.K. Subban to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Fuck no. Not happening. A, we got nowhere for him. There's nowhere on that team that this guy's going to fit. If anything, the Leafs are actually in a pretty okay situation with their defense. We got young defensemen ready to come up. We got Giordano. You got Lilligren. You got Sandine. 
Muzzin's still here. Justin Hall's still here. I don't think uh, those last two may be here any for much longer, especially Justin Hall. Uh, Morgan Riley, uh, TJ Brody, uh, Labushkin's not resigning as far as I can tell. We're set on defense. I don't see where P.K. Subban fits into that, especially I still think he's going to get a bit of money here somewhere, maybe around two, two and a half million dollars. That's just something the Leafs do not need. We, uh, He's not really a defensive-minded uh, guy. He's still got a pretty... Uh, good shot on him. He can put up some goals. If he was going to go anywhere, he'd be on the power play, but he does not take over for Morgan Riley in any situation. Uh, I don't even think he'd be better than Sandine or Giordano at this point. So I do not see P.K. Subban signing with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I always wanted him to. Yo, if we can get him for a league minimum deal, bring him in. I don't care. That would be sweet. Let's take, let's put him in front of the media and he can take all the media heat. He can take all the media. He'll love it. He'll love the media in Toronto. Um, so there's that. And then last, but finally, and not least, my boy, Phil the Thrill Kessel. Where does Phil the Thrill end up? And yes, again, People think this guy is going to come to Toronto. I'm going to squash that right now. He is never, ever coming back here. You want to know why? We chased that guy out of town. We chased that guy. He couldn't have ran out of here fast enough. And I don't think he ever, ever wants to come back and play for a Canadian team ever again. And I don't blame him, man. I don't blame him whatsoever. Phil Kessel is quite possibly my favorite player of all time. He's definitely up there. I just love this guy so much. I love everything about him. I love his personality. I love that he just doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck what anyone says about him. He's a naturally gifted athlete. He's just, it doesn't matter. He can, he can eat all those imaginary hot dogs that everyone thought he was eating, which he wasn't. He can eat those hot dogs and he can still put up fucking two goals in the NHL in one game. Can you? No. But... It's uh, pretty clear that Phil Kessel has kind of lost that goal-scoring touch. Um, you know, he used to be a pretty consistent, uh, you know, high 20, 30 goal scorer. Pretty consistent, pretty good for those numbers. Uh, now his game has kind of developed into a pure passing role. He still put up damn near 50 assists this season, which is, you know, he still has it. And he did that in Arizona. And we all know how fucking terrible uh, Arizona was this season, so... The fact that Phil Kessel still has a hell of a pass on him and always has an uh, underrated passer. I've always believed that he was a better passer than he was a shooter. Even when he was in Toronto, I always thought he could pass. He just never had anyone to pass to while he was here. Um, that being said, no, I do not think he will be a Toronto Maple Leaf, nor do I think he's going to sign with any Canadian team for that matter. If I think Phil Kessel's going to do what he's going to do, I think rather A, he's just going to stay in Arizona and go play in that small arena because that's what Phil likes. Phil just likes to play hockey. He doesn't like all the extracurricular activities. Not saying that the guy doesn't donate and isn't a good human. He is human. He likes to be alone. He likes to hang out alone. And that I can relate to so hard, dude. Like, I totally, everyone needs alone time. Phil may like his alone time a little more than the average human, and that's okay. He is still a very quality player. He's not going to be making very much money anymore, which is fine. He's made a ton and tons and tons of money. I think finally the Leafs are not going to be paying him anymore. Hallelujah. 
finally get that million dollars back. But Phil Kessel, wherever you go, my man, just know that I'm out there cheering for you. I love you so much. And uh, I want you to keep going on and on and on, man. And on top of that, Phil Kessel, this is another thing that I think is going to uh, make Phil Kessel's uh, decision all that more easy for him. He's going to stay with a team where he knows he has a spot in it. And why is that? Because Phil Kessel has right now in this moment, the active leader in the Ironman streak in the NHL. He's played the most games consistently. I don't think Phil Kessel has missed a game since 2008. He is upwards of, I think he's damn near a thousand games played in a row. And he's going to pass Keith Yandel because Keith Yandel, it's a long story. Keith Yandel got fucked over in uh, Philadelphia. He got fucked over. His streak ended. Phil Kessel, is going to be your new leader of that Ironman streak. And I think wherever he signs, he's going to make sure that he has a solidified spot in that lineup. And I could tell you without question, he definitely has a spot in Arizona if he stays there. So my prediction is Phil Kessel is going to remain with the Yotes. Why not? I think he he's fine there. He's off the radar and he could just do his thing. He could just be Phil Kessel. And I love you so much, Phil Kessel. All right, y'all. That's, uh, that's all the news I'm going to report on for today. I would love to hear your guys' uh, input. Where do you think these guys are going? Do you want the Boston Bruins to suck this year? Do you think they're going to suck? <clears throat> or do you think the Bruins are going to get the Bruins' way where everything goes their way and they're going to get fucking Krejci, Bergeron, and Malkin? Fuck all of us, right? What do you think about the Toronto Maple Leafs trade? Do you how do you feel about Matt Murray? Are you scared? Are are you confident? How do you feel? Me honestly, I have optimism for him, but I am nervous just because of how much pressure is actually on this guy. Like if this guy doesn't perform and he and he is playing subpar 900 or like a 905, we're going to have a real hell of a hard year, y'all. We're going to have a hard ass year. So what do you guys think of Matt Murray? Do we believe in this guy or not? What do you think? Who do you think the Leafs are going to go after? Do you did you, did you do you know of any names out there that I didn't mention that you may hear that the Leafs may be in on? Do you know of any guys out there that might be steals in this this year's free agency? Is there a guy out there that you think they should trade for? Tell me about it. I, uh, I I would definitely be open to hearing about, I just love hearing, oh, I heard maybe this guy wants to be a Leaf. You know, Max Domi is out there potentially. Uh, you know, he's, he's not the player that he was drafted, but maybe Max Domi ends up being a Leaf. I think that would be so fucking cool. Um, yeah, man, I think Max Domi would be a sweet fit. Maybe we can get him on a sweetheart deal. I don't know. If there's one guy out there on my wish list, it's, uh, it's him, man. I think he would be really cool to have if we can get him for a uh, holo. Someone's getting arrested. Um, yeah, I would really like Max Domi. Um, if you guys, what do you guys think about Johnny Goudreau? Is it, where the hell is this guy going? I don't think he's going to be a flame. So is this guy going to be a Jersey? Is he going to be a devil? Is he going to be a flyer? Is he going to go home? Is he going to still be on a Canadian team? Who knows? All right, y'all. I'm going to, I'm going to clock out of here for now. I will come back on in a few days and or a week after the dust has settled on the free agency frenzy. We'll find out where a lot of these guys end up. We'll see if there's more big trades. I don't think we've even scratched the surface of what this offseason is going to bring. So I'm excited to see what the hell's going to happen tomorrow. And thanks for listening, everybody.